0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Second to None podcast. I am Blaine Gilmer here with my co-host, Tavares King, and on Second to None, we are part of the Believe Podcast Network and streaming live on the 365 Sports YouTube channel, and we are excited to be talking CFP action with two SEC teams involved, TK, so... You're about to get on a plane here in just a little while, head down to uh, my, the Miami area to, to watch the dogs play Michigan. So, uh, you know, how excited are you to be breaking down a little CFP action here?
1: Man, super excited. Obviously excited. Dogs are involved. Um, but, you know, we uh, got an opportunity to see a good Bama team. Um, got an opportunity to see a Cinderella story in in, in Cincinnati and opportunity to see a michigan team that that has been in the dark for a while and then it's back and it's back it's really back so we got some good stuff to uh break down here um chop it up about a little bit and yeah man i'm excited bro super excited to get down there hope hope to see you down there obviously it looked nice down there boy the weather looks smooth
0: man yeah it's looking good uh feeling good down here in uh in the miami area so i'm over here at the the media hotel uh, real quick, you know, just to hop on the show, make sure I got some good Wi-Fi, you know, TK got it, got to have it, have it going on over here. But uh, we wanted to thank everybody real quick, especially our sponsor uh, bet online guys, because with Bat on, With BetOnline, we're back in Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props and odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains the number one spot for basketball and football action this season. So head over to the new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. They have it all. So uh, whatever you want to put some action on, TK, online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, uh, TK, we've got, you know, uh, a game here. In the Cincinnati versus Alabama game, where speaking of betting and favorites, Alabama is a two-touchdown favorite, 14-point favorite. Some places you'll see 13-and-a-half, but Alabama is a heavy favorite going into the Cincinnati game just after being an underdog for the first time in five or six years versus Georgia in the SEC championship game, so it's good. It's going to be interesting that you know Nick Saban's already got Alabama talking like they're an underdog for some reason against that, This man does some mental <laughs> jujitsu on those players over there. I'm just telling you. I
1: mean, you got to do everything you can to keep your players' energy um, at its peak, and um, obviously, Coach Saban does a great job with doing that. Um, he's a he's a he's a savant in in that sense of of getting getting his players on the right page, keeping them focused. And and keeping the task at hand, he's he always has them ready. Whether whether they're playing Joe Schmo or or, or University of Georgia or or Cincinnati team, who could easily be overlooked, um, and and I don't think that that's the case. I think that they're taking this thing as serious as possible, um, and I think that line that you're talking about is probably accurate. You know, the the, the big matchup to me in this game is out wide. Um, it's it's with those guys, Sauce Gardner. Um, Kobe Bryant. Um how are they gonna cover a Jamison Williams? How are they gonna slow down a Bryce Young? And I think they do that by getting in those getting in his face, disrupting him, disrupting him early with timing. Um and obviously um seeing if they can they can get home. I think that's I think that's a big key to, to beating the Bama team is heating Bryce Young up and making him move and 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 obviously getting home. Um, which is something that we didn't do in that SEC championship. But I think that's the recipe um for success for Cincinnati if they're gonna ha- if they're gonna come out on top in this game.
0: Uh oh, you muted. Sorry, sorry, mute myself there. Uh but when when you talk about um Alabama, I think obviously it's kind of, you know, rinse and repeat. You know, I mean this is old hat. They're used to this. But here's the thing. You know, anytime you lose a guy who's a glue guy, so to speak, like a John Mechie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else has to step up because he's that chain mover. He's the guy that always, you know, he seemed like he'd been there forever. He knew how to move, uh, move the chains, get to certain spots in their scheme. Um, and then, of course, when you got him working underneath and you got J-Mo uh, J- willing to take the top off and being able to take the top off for that offense, it's a different thing. So, um, I think not that Alabama fans should at least probably be worried about it because there's talented guys there, but TK, it'll be intriguing to see who becomes that kind of second option now behind Jamison Williams now that he's – John Mechie's lost for the year with his injury.
1: Yeah, 100%. I I got it written down right here. Um, Who can step up? Um, You know, is it a Slade Bolden um, for for Alabama in the slot? Um, Is it a tight end? Is it somebody out of the backfield that emerges – who can step up and um, kind of be that 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 third guy um, for that offense behind a, a Bryce Young and a, and a Jamison Williams? Um, I I personally think again the big matchup is 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 out wide and will be out wide. I think that that's going to be the 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 key factor in this game. Um, if Kobe Bryant and Sauce Gardner can disrupt. Disrupt those wideouts. It, it could it could get interesting, but other than that, um, if if <laughs> if that's not getting done, it, this thing could get a little a little one sided. And 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 again, I like that line. Yeah, and you
0: know, T.K., I guess the only other thing you could hope to do if you're Cincinnati is to be able to be more methodical on offense, right? Obviously, if you can go score, you want to go score. But if you can be methodical and score. Uh, that keeps that Alabama offense off the field. Cincinnati averages 247 yards rushing a game, and it's largely spearheaded by uh, Jerome Ford and Desmond Ritter. Uh, so mm-hmm. Jerome Ford, the transfer from Alabama, which is – he is definitely tired of that question. He told everybody to stop referring to him as the transfer from Alabama. Oh, he's the <laughs> Cincinnati Bearcat. He's ready to I'm over it.
1: Bear. I'm over it.
0: Yeah, bear down, all that good stuff. So he's ready to go. But, uh, But – I think Desmond Ritter and uh, Jerome Ford, whether it's in the the power read quarterback game or the the, the zone read RPOs, where where um, Desmond Ritter could could read a linebacker himself, uh, all that kind of stuff is going to come into play for Cincinnati. They're going to throw the the kitchen sink at Alabama. It's just can they be consistent enough up front blocking uh, Alabama's? Really, really good defensive front to be able to move the ball, running it, and being able to sustain drives. I think that's going to be a big key to this game.
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. You talked about it. If they can methodically move the ball um, and be comfortable doing that, if Desmond Ritter can can be comfortable with taking chunks here and there and little runs, four yard runs here and there, and um, you know, not in, not getting to a, a, a pissing contest with with Bryce Young. Who's gonna have explosive plays? Who may have explosive plays in the game? If he, if they can methodically move the ball, keep the keep that Alabama team off of the field um, offensively, then again it could that it could get interesting. But those two things have to happen. Those two things have to take place. They 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 have to methodically control the clock. They have to control the clock, control the ball offensively, and then on that defensive side of the ball, they can't allow explosives. And, and obviously, that's that's obviously that's way easier said said than done. But
0: that that that's what you that's what you got in front of you, big dog. It is way easier said than done. And here's here's the thing: when you come to uh, Cincinnati, they're going to have to play as clean of a game as they played. You can't turn the ball over. You saw that against uh, with Georgia and, and Alabama. It's not that. You know, obviously Georgia got torched on the secondary. They didn't get pressure up front. But I think Cincinnati, they're going to have to be more aggressive. And I think they can afford to be more aggressive with the two corners that they have. But offensively, Desmond Ritter is going to have to take care of the football. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how well and effectively they're able to do that. And from that standpoint, I do think that line is probably a good line because I think Alabama could jump ahead, you know, by 20-something points maybe in the third quarter-ish. And then, uh, you know, Cincinnati maybe get a late touchdown to, to make it closer to that 13-and-a-half, 14-point range. But TK, will go ahead and uh, – give our our pick here on this game uh are you gonna you gonna uh shock the world and pick against nick saban are you going with the goat in uh in this semifinal down in the cotton bowl in dallas
1: yeah man i i i can't do it (laughs) i i I can't go against nick we learned our lesson in Uh, the
0: sec championship game
1: (laughs) yeah i can't i I, i'm not i'm not gonna do it this time y'all um again i i think that that Coach Saban has his uh, always has his guys ready. I think he always has his guys ready to play. Um, I don't think this game will be any different. I think that you got a guy in Bryce Young, a young guy in Bryce Young, who's a Heisman, um, who's who's carried this team on his back, and and is looking to continue to do something great. Um, Jameson Williams as well is, is is somebody that's special. And then we didn't even talk about. How 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 good that defense looked? Um, yeah, Will and Anderson, Anderson and Dallas yeah, Turner dude. can we, get we, after we, the quarterback. We I'm not gonna not talk about Will Anderson um, on this on this episode. So, dude, they got that to deal with. I think it might be a little too much for them. Um, I said I like the line. Uh, I'm 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 taking Bama 35
0: to 21 over Cincinnati. So you think they cover, okay, uh, 35 points. Hey, holding uh, holding Alabama to 35 points in a playoff would be an accomplishment, honestly, uh, to that point. That's if they kind of take their foot off the gas, in my opinion, if they do that. I just, uh, I just don't see I, – I, th- I think Cincinnati will be able to maybe frustrate Jameson Williams a little bit early on just by what they'll be able to do because the coverage skills of Sauce Gardner. And because of the coverage skills of Kobe Bryant, who will be wearing the number eight, by the way, to honor the late uh, Kobe Bryant uh, of NBA fame. But uh, so, you know, when it comes to those guys, it's going to be interesting to see just how much they can frustrate him. But you have a Heisman Trophy winner TK, who is talking about how he's overlooked and all this kind of stuff. Nick Saban just has a way of getting these guys in this mental space where they stay hungry and they they feel like they've got more to, to achieve and work for. So this Alabama team, it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, to, to watch them, how they how they come out and react after a big win over over Georgia and they play in Cincinnati. I think they have some of the best composure in the country. I'm going to take Alabama to, to win this game. I'm going to say they do it in uh, kind of more routine fashion. I'm going to say they win, uh, you know, 41-21, something along those lines. And uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, we'll see someone, whether it's Cameron Latou or whether it's uh, Billingsley, or it's Ja'Corey Brooks, Ajayi Hall, whoever. Uh, with Jameson Williams getting all that attention, Bryce Young's going to find him a new favorite in this game to, to, to help out with the uh, with John Mechie being down. So that would be very, very interesting to see. So uh, I think we're, we're both on the same page there, taking Alabama to win and to cover in the Cotton Bowl. Now, TK, the one that you're coming down to see, the one that I'll be at covering, uh, we have the, the Orange Bowl where it is the Big Ten champion Michigan Wolverines taking on the number three-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. And Georgia just suffered their their first loss in the SEC uh, championship game a couple of weeks ago, trying to get regrouped, refocused. Uh, they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite leading into this one against Michigan. So, uh, TK, just initial thoughts right off the bat between the Wolverines and the Bulldogs
1: man it's gonna be a good one I think it's we, we you know we talked about it earlier we got two teams that I think that are that are really evenly matched um they run the ball well um offensively we defend the run extremely well their front is was awarded the best um you know offense Joe Moore award yeah jo, the Joe Moore award um our our front has several guys that that were um award nominees uh, and winners um even on that second level, so it, it it's a, it's a match. If you like football, it's a match made in heaven. If you like uh running the, the football, it's a match made in heaven. Um, so it's gonna be a fun one. I think it's the most interesting game of of the two for sure. Not just because I'm a, I'm a dog fan, but because I think it's it, it
0: it um it's the better game. I think it's one that that's more evenly matched. Um, yeah, what's the old boxing analogy? You know, styles make fights, right? I mean, that's uh, that's that's what it is, right there. You got you 100%. got two two big uh, big you know slug it out type teams, uh, hard hitting defense. TK, what I've been impressed by is just the how closely these teams match up in terms of their their numbers and how they've gone about doing things. When you look at third down percentages, I mean, Georgia's converting at forty four percent on third down. Uh, Michigan at forty-five percent on third down. Both really efficient uh, numbers there. You know that they, their their red zone numbers are are similar. Um, you know, but when it comes down to it, yards per carry, Michigan averaging about five point three yards per carry on the year, while Georgia averages five point two. To get that was really a lot of people. And trust me, it's been a huge topic of discussion down here in Miami this week. The quarterback situation for Georgia and all that kind of stuff. A lot of people want to talk about that and set some minutes to picks in the SEC championship game, but the the failure to get over that four yards per carry mark. I mean, I think Georgia was around 3.6 or something yards per carry in the SEC championship game, not getting up, you know, to that four uh, mid four, close to five yards per carry mark is what hurt Georgia. And they abandoned the run in that game. So will Georgia, be able to run consistently against Michigan. I think that's as big of a question in this game as can Michigan do what they want to do and run against Georgia.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. You talked about uh, you know abandoning the run, and I said it earlier. I think that's a key to success for Cincinnati. Not abandon, not abandoning the run. I think that's a key to success for Georgia. I think that's something that we did well. I think that we don't need to get into a a a let's let's have explosive, let's have explosives. Let's do what we do. Stetson, if you have to run the ball, tuck it and run it. Um in that SEC championship, there were several times where my guy could have tucked it and took off. So yeah. bro, continue to do what got you to this point, continue to do what makes you who you are, continue to do what makes people love you. Um yeah. and, and and success will be there for you. So I think I think that I think what you said is definitely um a major key to this game not abandoning that run dude because because we do do it well if you look at our track track record we do do it well four four point four point five yards a play is a is incredible um four yards of football play is 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 a great play it puts you in a great situation to it puts you ahead of the head of the stick so i think i think that i think that's a major key in this game but that being said got it written down right here a key to victory for us is somebody out wide stepping up and and that that has to happen it it definitely has to happen because they they're, they're going to stack the box they're, they they've they they they're going to do their thing they're going to Aiden Hutchinson going to going to do his thing but i think a key to victory is 100% somebody out wide stepping up
0: and also another part of this game you know Dax Hill is not uh, – he's a starting defensive back safety for Michigan. And uh, Jim Harbaugh acknowledged today in his preface conference, Dax Hill is not here in Florida. He could arrive before the game, but uh, presumably dealing with the COVID issue um, and, you know, with the timetable. I mean, you, you hope everybody is well and good, of course, uh, no matter, you know, what team they're on, what they're doing. But uh, that that's a big factor if you have a starting – uh, defensive back that's uh, not even there to be around the team, TK. Much less to be able to uh, to play You know, sometimes, sometimes you know when as a player when you aren't able to play, but you're still able to be there with your teammates. You can you can st- impact the game a little bit by giving them words of wisdom and stuff. But if he's not even able to be there to be around his team, that that's a big loss in more than one way for Michigan.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a big blow on the field um, from a from a from a physical standpoint he's he's a baller um probably probably one of the best in that secondary um
0: but and from, you, a, from, safety, from a safety, right so yeah 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 they bring from, him a down in the
1: from a communication standpoint this guy's talking on the back end you just said it he's rolling down in the box he's having to feel and come up on the run um yeah I, I think that's definitely a big blow it definitely does 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 something to um to to that, to that Michigan back end, to that Michigan defense. Yeah, and I think,
0: but, you know, conversely, when you're talking about uh, for, for Georgia, some of the keys for them, you know, you have Aiden Hutchinson, at the defensive end position for Michigan, who finished second in the Heisman voting, uh, the the clip has gone viral now. T.K. where you saw him pointing at the Ohio State tackle, telling him to come get some, you know, before the before the play, and then just goes and bull rushes him and knocks him over. Uh, people actually asked Jamari Sawyer about that in Jamari Sawyer's media availability down here. You know, Jamari Sawyer seems like he's been around Athens uh, for. A decade, you know. I mean, it seems like he's been there forever. Uh, he's done some good things for Georgia Bulldog, but he's going to have the biggest uh, challenge of his career when he faces when he faces Aiden Hutchinson this week. Uh, arguably, in the last two weeks, now Will Anderson played on the other side, but he will be head up with uh, with um, Aiden Hutchinson in this matchup.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely has his work cut out for him. And I and I and I've talked about it on uh, on a, on another podcast. We we, Aiden Hutchinson is a guy you definitely have to account for. He's a guy you have to do special things for. We will you will see Aiden Hutchinson get chipped um, by tight ends by the back Darnell you will, Darnell
0: Washington a
1: hundred hundred percent. You will see him get chipped um, several times. Now we won't get into a, we're gonna chip him every play um, and take ourselves out of out of position or you know take ourselves away from doing what we're gonna do. But he's gonna get touched. For sure, because once you touch him one time, one good time, that's gonna be in his mind. Like, oh, now I gotta watch out for this chip. So he's gonna get touched. We're gonna do some special things for him. We gotta do some special things for him because he's that caliber of a dude. So that being said, he'll have some help in there. Our tackle will have some help in there as well um, with those chips with with uh, with big O chipping them with uh, with uh, with Brock chipping them as well. So. There'll be some help. He will be accounted for. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Now, you know, one thing Georgia can do if uh, they're they're worried about that pass rush. I know they got a job as well, but uh, Hutchinson mainly lines up on to the left side of the offense. They can move that pocket out to the right. You know, do some sprint action type stuff. Seal that that right edge with a with a tight end with a running back whoever you know in in protection to to kind of help out if you want to move the pocket and i think getting stetson out on the perimeter with an option to run or pass is something that could be viable you know not only in the in the kind of the red zone um but you know just in a just in a you know second and short something like that type situation but you know, TK. Uh, speaking of the red zone, um, that's been a area of emphasis, especially after the Alabama game, because Georgia got into the red zone frequently, but didn't convert on those chances. Uh, one thing that did work down in that uh, in the the red zone was Darnell Washington and being able to throw the ball up high and him go get it. Um, would you anticipate seeing more of that, more targets for Darnell? Uh, maybe especially in the red zone, Georgia gets down in, uh, inside the, the 25, 20 twenty-yard line area for uh, for Big O.
1: Uh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you 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 were right there when he caught that one in the SEC championship. Just went up and snatched it. Um, he's he's a specimen. I definitely, I definitely think if we get the right look, um. That 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 options there. I think I definitely think if we scheme it up and put him out wide, and they they got Joe Schmo out there. Oh my god, that options there. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely you know Coach Munkin. Let's be clear, he's 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 extremely smart. Um, we we've seen him uh, take this offense to where to, to an offense that didn't use the tight ends to where the tight ends are very much utilized so he definitely knows what he has in, in Big O he definitely knows what he has in um, Brock um, so I definitely think he, he definitely is going to find a way to, to put the ball in his hands and get mixed mix matches um, on guys um, like like a Big O for sure
0: Yeah I mean and you know Michigan has guys as well like Cornelius Johnson the, the leading receiver on the year I mean they're, they're guys that are going to uh, stress the, the, the Georgia secondary I'm sure you know people like to uh, say Cade McNamara, oh, we can't throw the football and stuff like that. I don't know if there's been two more maligned quarterbacks starting in a uh, college football playoff than, you know, yeah, it's Stetson a, it's, it's a it. good
1: quarterback matchup for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, but but people talk about them like they're two, you know, sad sacks out here that don't even know how to play the game. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it. you both of those guys are going to have something to prove. But I think where the matchup comes into play, TK, is, you know, Michigan has struggled to, to cover tight ends against teams like Michigan or against like Nebraska and, and uh, some other, some other teams that have tested them a little bit. Um, Georgia, of course, their only real struggle in the year, you know, Tennessee tested them a little bit with their wide receiver play. And then Alabama, of course, with their receivers as well. Um, I just want to see how the Georgia secondary responds, you know, Keely Ringo, uh, Louis seen some of those guys who didn't have their best game admittedly. And, and Georgia uh, Lewis seen even said that Georgia tried to do some things differently than they've done all year. Def- defensively and, and scheme wise, uh, you know, how do you think that, that Ringo and company respond in this game where it's probably going to be uh, play action heavy and, and kind of, uh, you know, intermediate routes?
1: Well, I mean, you, coach, coach smart said it after the game and, and, you know, he, 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 he pretty much coaches that secondary. Um, he said it. These guys are hungrier. They're hungrier. Now um, they're hungrier now than they were before. Um, so I think that those young guys are hungry. They, they did good all year, all year long up until that point. So I think that they're extremely hungry to go out there and show, improve themselves um, worthy of, 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 being, being there and they are worthy of being there, but I think they, they, they're extremely um, hungry, but I think something that has to happen key to victory on defense is we have, we, we got to get home, bro. We have to get home. Plain and simple. Um, plain and simple. We, we did it all year. We gave people fits all year doing it. And the one time we don't, um, you know, it, 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 it affects it affects the hell out of us. So, you know, we got to continue to do what we do. Obviously, um obviously I think that this Michigan team is 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 not not don't have the weapons out wide that that Alabama
0: has. Um they don't have the so, weapons out wide that Georgia does. Yeah, George okay. Pickens is coming back.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 100%, but but defensively, they to cover those guys, I think it should be a little a little bit um I don't want to. I hate saying easier, but yeah, whatever.
0: I oh, know it's easier than covering Jamison Williams. There Ain't no doubt about it. That ain't, yeah, that ain't no yeah. insult to nobody, my man. Jameson Williams is the best <laughs> doing it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's just the way it is. People. I, people got to learn. You know. You know. We in this participation trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. No, only there is only one best receiver in the country, and that is Jamison Williams right now. So, um, I think it'll be a total not court not
1: according to them voters, but.
0: Yeah, the the people they don't even watch football. The people that come, they don't they don't know about that. Um, but you know, in in terms of uh, you know, going into to this game, I think that Georgia specifically is going to like you said, whoever can affect the quarterback the most, Michigan or Georgia. Is, is going to, to do the best in this game. Because I, I think both are going to try to run the football and they're going to stick with it. I don't know if either are going to have tremendous success early on. Uh, I would think Georgia may have more success at it than, than Michigan running the ball. But, you know, both of these teams on the year, TK, Georgia's given up 11 sacks on the year. Michigan's given up 10. So both of these teams do a good job protecting their quarterback. It's going to be what defensive front can get the most pressure on the opposing quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's the key right there, bro. Who can who can get home? Um, I think if we obviously offensively if we, we do a good job of 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 sitting down, Aiden Hutchinson, controlling him, um, then then when we have a good chance, I think I think Coach Munkin's going to put us in a good chance with with the with the RPA, RPO game as well as the re, the zone uh, read option to kind of slow Aiden Hutchinson down as well. Um, to do some good things offensively and defensively, bro. If we get home, if we get home, we, 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 I
0: think we easily win this game. No doubt. So, you know, in terms of, you know, it's it's a seven and a half point um, line down here in Miami, warm weather. Everybody's going to be feeling good, uh, you know, loose, getting ready to play. What is your prediction for this game? Do you think Georgia covers and what's the score?
1: Oh man I had to give a prediction earlier this week I said I think I said 28 um, 14 dogs. I'm still feeling good in that aspect um, I think I''m I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna give them a little bit more points than 14. I think I'm gonna go 28 uh,
0: 17 dogs. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, so you got Georgia covering. I'm going to take uh, Michigan on the points, but I'm going to take Georgia to win. And the only reason I say that is because I think Georgia in the fourth quarter will be up, you know, 13, 14, something like that. But you and I have seen it time and time again this year you got teams right at the end you know just for pride trying to put points on the board and all that kind of <laughs> stuff uh, and and uh, sneaking in a touchdown there at the end like kentucky did and honestly tk this michigan and kentucky team they're very similar in how they go about playing the game right uh, so and that was when kentucky was at full strength when they came to georgia and they did that kind of at the end of the year or in, at the end of the game there so i think uh, Michigan covers late, but I'm gonna take Georgia to win this one, 27 to 20, and we'll have a rematch of Alabama and Georgia in Indianapolis. And uh, TK, you know, if you, are you gonna be, if Georgia's in the big game, you're gonna be making your way up to Indy.
1: Yeah, I think I might have to slide up there, brother.
0: Might have. Well, to. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll do something on location up there in uh, Indy on our, uh, our show for that one if that if that if that takes place if Georgia uh, and Alabama rematch.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. Won't be no palm trees out there though. Damn.
0: No, no palm trees. I had to bring a trench coat. It would be, be cold in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. sir. A little, little trench. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna bring the trench. I'm gonna look smooth though.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we go, we may go with like a nice, nice shirt and tie for you guys. We may do who knows? We may do all sorts kinds of stuff. No, it'd look good. But uh, but no, we appreciate everybody tuning in for this episode of the second to none podcast. The show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers all things SEC football related. Um, and thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the show. For my co host, Tavares King. I am Blaine Gilmer. And Tavares, I'll see you here down in uh, Miami in just a little while. And guys, we will catch you next time on the Second to None podcast.